Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ. In this week's episode, we will be discussing Netflix's 13th film, the 2016 historical drama war film The Siege of Jadedville. Directed by Richie Smythe, starring Jamie Dornan, Mark Strong, Mikhail Persbrantz, Jason O'Mara, and Danny Sapani. Good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon. G'day, boys. Feels like it's, it's been such a long been a time long since last episode. It's been a long week. It has been a long week. Long, long, long break, but it's so good to see you guys again. Always good. I think we're all pretty excited um, to, to be together again. Um, and we're looking at this war film today, which we'll see how we go. Second war film, Netflix. Second for after off with beasts. beasts, and we've got this one here. Obviously, I'm liking the ratio of war films already <laughs> so far. Two out of fifteen, yeah. uh, thirteen. Sorry, bad <laughs> numbers. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> so we're going to kick off with our fast flicks around the table. Each presenter is going to do a quick thirty second summary of their thoughts of the film, and uh, we'll kick off with Heater. All right, mate. Uh, in 1961 Congo, the film betrays an Irish peacekeeping troops efforts to hold the mining town of Jadetville against French and Belgian mercenaries. Good, short and sweet, love it. Wish I would have known more of that actually when I was watching it. All right, I'll go next. So I've gone with the UN interfere in an internal conflict in Congo, mainly because of the country's holding world power in 1961. They send a group of neutral Irish soldiers to hold down the town of Jadedville. Over a few days, they overcome extreme odds to hold their ground. Mm. MJ. Cool. Um, a somewhat inspiring war story that probably falls under the category of I guess you had to be there to really appreciate its, its significance. A coherent enough narrative but misfires with its inability to build any connection with its characters. Ooh, pretty uh, rough straight off. Jeez, what a whack. Um, Excuse me, how is that a whack? I've said it's somewhat inspiring. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah, so I said it was coherent enough. Coherent, that's another um, whack. And obviously, you know, if you could tell me any characters' names apart from Jamie Dornan's character, I'll be pleased. All right, so that, that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with a bit of comment too. No, I'm, I'm going to start off with a disclaimer. So as we go through this episode, like MJ just said, the characters, so I've, I've just, I'm just going to nickname them. So I'm going to call Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, because that's his name in real life. I'm just going to call the other guy Mark Strong. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to call the other guy Bruce Bolton. Good. <laughs> and then I'm going to call the guy in the white suit, uh, white suit Colonel Sanders. Okay. So, so they're, they're, as we go through, that's how I'm going to call the characters because I've got no idea what they're you called. No, you don't even know what their names are. That's, well, and three of those four would have called the exact same. So, yeah, <laughs> that's all good with me. Because seriously, that like I didn't care about any of these characters. Jamie Dornan, uh, I've forgot it now, but his character's name um, is... Uh, Quinlan. Quinlan, yeah. Qu- so that one I mean, like, they did use Quinlan. You knew his bit. name. Yeah, if, you, if you watched the movie, you knew his name. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I did watch the film, thank you very much, but I just thought, hey, it's Jamie. I'm going to call him Jamie. Um, I'm happy. I, I like Jamie. Mark Strong definitely was, in my thoughts, was always just Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> He's Mark Strong. And there was Ruth Bolton as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Yeah. So um, what, 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 that's, <laughs> what, what have we got about this film? Give us, Hater, you're usually good with these uh, little facts. Oh, about. look, it won, it won some awards. Um, which really? I got a bit confused about. I'm not sure if you guys saw the awards it won on IMDb. Mainly Irish Film Awards. So it won four awards at the Irish Film and Television Awards. It won so on IMDb. It's listed as four awards. It's the, the best director, the best visual, the best visual effects, yeah. and then in really confusing, um, Jason O'Mara, who played basically the two I see, Jamie Dornan. Oh, yeah. He won best supporting actor film. And it also says he won Best Actor in a Supporting Role film. 
mm. feel like that's a similar I feel like word. that's the exact same award. I'm not sure if it was incorrectly listed twice or they had two separate awards. Have those, two, those two sections are really similar. It seemed really weird that they're the exact same award, but it says he won two awards for this. And so that, what would you say? That was the Irish... The Irish Film and Television Awards. And it was it was nominated for seven awards overall. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So mm, that's a, a fair chunk. That maybe the Irish yeah, um, not, film yeah. industry didn't have much going in uh, 2016. Oh, well-deserved, well-deserved. <laughs> to be honest, I, I would, probably wouldn't have seen, said I've seen too many Irish films, to be frank. So um, I don't have much of a basis of how big those awards I mean, have been. Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of movies set in Ireland, but they're all kind of <laughs> American-made movies yeah. set in Ireland. There's not many... I would have thought you're thinking of PS I love you as well obviously <laughs> yeah sure yeah. <laughs> so I was, I'm thinking more of the, uh, the IRA films <laughs> it's, it's based on a non-fiction book um, The Siege of Jadeville The Irish Army's Forgotten Battle yep um, and it obviously is pretty much a retelling of that book I'm guessing I haven't read the book but I haven't read the book either but I would assume it's pretty loosely based it's kind of all based on a true story so and the actors were put through sort of a training camp in South Africa before they started yeah, military training, make sure they, um, they all looked good. I, um, yeah, I, was, I think the, um, I saw the director say something, it's like there's nothing worse than seeing an actor carrying a gun up a flight of stairs and he's got no idea how to hold a gun. So they want him to kind of look like they knew what they were doing. Do you reckon Jamie Dornan went through that similar training with 50-50 Chazzy Gray? Put him through his paces and go, we really need you to understand this right. I'm sure, I'm sure he hopes he did. I'm, I'm not going to comment because I, 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 well, I can't keep that clean. I, I, I think as part of the uh, that military training, they put Jamie Dornan in, char- in charge of everyone for a few weeks just so he had that kind of commanded like um, role in his mind and like the guys are used to him ordering ordering everyone around. No, good. Hmm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. 60% <coughs> only based off 10 reviews so I think that's still classified as fresh so 3.3 stars on Letterboxd that's I'm, the big I'm, one Letterboxd is the way to go so there's about 3,000 ratings yeah. on Letterboxd I counted I think there was roughly about the same on IMDB it was a, a 7.3 out of 10 from the IMDb 7.3 out of 10 Whew. that's particularly high which is well, it's, well what's the way to box make it to be 6.6 out of 10 so probably averages out to about a 7 out of 10 then of those two yeah good um, yeah so this uh, film had the premiere at the Galway Film Festival, Ireland's it's leading film yeah, festival, is that about right? Yeah. Um, and then it had a short run in um, cinemas across Ireland, I think, um, in September 2016 before it was dropped on Netflix in October. So um, obviously they, they knew their target audience and, and pumped it into the cinemas there. In Ireland. Ireland. would have thought the target would be the Irish audience because the story that's kind of... Um, you know, was not really um, portrayed when it happened to, I guess, the um, all the Irish people, and it's only come out now. I think only recently, kind of the the true story of it all. So it's targeted at them, and I guess they're they're heroes. Because so. they were condemned, weren't they? They That's, were the, the the final scene. The or final scene shows, yeah, yeah, they were called the kind of cowards, cowards, and yeah. they um they tried to kind of keep it pretty hush. I think it's only I think only in the last ten years that they've been um, regarded as heroes and been given like their medals and awards for yeah. for their duty. Hmm. Good. So um, I think we briefly mentioned before they were trained. So it was filmed in South Africa. Yeah. Um, so quite a. You can probably tell um, from a lot of the the scenery that you mm. know they obviously went um, on location to film a lot of that sort of stuff. And I'll probably talk a little bit about some of those those shots later on. Yep. Have you got anything else that, that we found interesting about this film? Um, some of the actual machine guns, the Gustav machine guns that were used in the film, were the same guns that they use in the actual conflict. Yeah. Back in the 60s, they were, I think they were able to authenticate them by the serial numbers. 
But yeah, they were actually going to actually able to use those guns as the props in actual movie, cool. which is pretty cool. cool. That's real cool. Real cool. Um, also, I saw that one of the actors in the movie, um, the guy who, when they're in kind of the, the bunker, I think in the very first battle scene, he says, Quinlan doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to get us killed. He's actually the um, the real-life grandson of the real commander, Pat Quinlan. I did say, he, play, he plays PJ. PJ, yeah. So I don't know who PJ is, no. but he plays <laughs> He's PJ. the guy that says, Quinlan <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing. Like, so they gave him that role about, yeah, he's uh, his, real, uh, his real grandfather. I felt there were a lot of people in this film that were telling him he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but they gave him the, almost the, oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the idea, kind of. Oh, we can talk about that. Bit yeah, later, later on. in there, yeah. So what, what, what else do we like, dislike about anything or the characters in this film? I think we've touched on this a little bit. I like Jimmy Dornan's character. Character, yeah. yeah. I liked him a lot. I, I yeah. Not only the character, I thought he was he was great. He hit it for six. So yeah. he was far and far and away the best yeah. thing about this film. Have you guys seen much of Jamie Dornan before this? I have seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I don't reckon I've seen much more. Yeah. If you tell me something else he's been in, I've probably seen. Well, it. I said, I mean, he's obviously more most famous for Fifty Shades of Grey. I haven't seen that, but I know him from the TV show The Fall. Yep. Which is it's a it's a British TV show on Netflix where he pay, he plays basically a psychopathic serial killer, and he's fantastic in it. Like, um, so th- that was the only kind of thing I'd seen him before this, and he was brilliant. And, I, and seeing him in this as well, I'm like, yeah, he, he was really good again. Does he rock a mustache in that? Because <laughs> that's a he great. He does it. That is a great. I've actually got that written down. Is it? Great mustache. He, that's a really good mustache. He's a really good one. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't know he was Irish until this film. So when he started speaking for the first time, yeah. Irish, I'm like, obviously the yeah. Irish character. Then I checked. I'm like, no, yeah. he's actually yeah, Irish. He's Irish I, yeah. I didn't even know that. He's Irish in the um, in the fall of the TV show mentioned as well. Mm. I I couldn't put a finger on any of these characters to say that I liked any of them. To be honest, I, I thought there was no development in any of the characters, and even the development of Jamie's character was literally just like, oh, he's got a wife and that's it. I, I, yeah, that's one thing I noted as well. I'm like, I think they really wanted you to care more about his backstory. But his backstory was, yeah, he's got a wife and they seem to go on really well when they had a little dance the night before he left. <laughs> yeah. It was kind he of He calls her as well, just to kind of make it seem like he's still a family man kind of thing. Yeah, even the call to her felt sort of strained as well. Um, not, that, not that there was anything wrong with the relationship, but that's all we knew about him, is mm-hmm. that he was married and he, they'd never been a battle before. And I think that was the problem with all these characters. We knew nothing about any of them. No, it's hard to yeah. care about any of them the f- when the film definitely focused more on the actual <clears throat> siege and kind of what was going on, than rather than you letting them know about who they the, are. the characters and who, who was actually fighting. It was more about the fight itself yep. and kind of the background as to why it was happening without yet really delving deep into who's going to be part of this. Yeah, which is, I think that's a missed opportunity with filmmaking to build an affinity with your audience and do that through the characters. Uh, yeah, that, that certainly made things less interesting for me to watch when mm. I just didn't care or know anything about them. They were fine. They seemed likable enough, but yeah. as I said, I can't tell you their names. Yeah, all right. So um, the actors, directors, we spoke a bit about Jamie's previous work. What about the director? I thought there's some interesting stuff here about him. Yeah, the um, oh, sorry, the director. So it was his first feature film. He's he's previously done uh, a lot of music videos, mainly U uh, two and the Verve music videos. I think he did a Bon Jovi. Clip as well. Yeah, how did bon you miss out on Bon Jovi? It's, I saw he did. He it said he'd done a Bon Jovi one. I couldn't find which one it was though. Do you, uh, know, do you know which one it was? No, I think I think we all just read this off the IMDb <laughs> trivia. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I actually went through. I was looking at all the different U two songs in Verve he did, and it said he did Bon Jovi, and I couldn't find a credit as to which one it was, which is yeah, the big one for me, one of my favourite bands. I'm like, which one was it? 
But he was also what, a fashion and advertising photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Well done to make the shift to film. He's done well. Yeah. Mm. And apparently respected as well. So that's that's the key word there, I think. He's <laughs> respected good. across Ireland, that's which good. is good. Um, what about the writer? Have you seen much of the writer's previous work? No. Fill us in. Done. Oh, I think the big ones that I know, kind of the more famous Hollywood, more Hollywood ones, were The Glimmer Man, Constantine, the Keanu oh, Reeves yeah. one, and Mindhunters. Ah, I've seen mine. Yes. I, I like that movie. I've actually seen that a few times. Yeah. It's pretty good. Good. Um, could you see any other actors better for these roles? Well, the roles aren't really fleshed yeah. out enough. I, I mean, probably not. I think that um, Mark Strong and Bruce Bolton, they play that kind of authoritarian figure in a film pretty well, I thought. I thought they're pretty good choices for kind of the higher up people. Um, I just kind of always just think of them yeah, as kind of yeah, authoritarian figures so I thought they were good I'm really not sure who else you would really well, I was, I was thinking to, seeing to, as he's probably, thoughts? well I thought seeing as he's got such a good relationship with you two maybe get bone on the edge <laughs> and um, they, <laughs> they could play the, the two main characters and got that Irish undertone there I thought Mark Strong was right. terrible for this role uh, to me nothing felt natural about him in it I don't know if it was his hair. Was it his hair? What is he? Was it his? I don't know, too pale. Whatever it was. His that was hair. actually one of my IMDb's was to try and find more photos of Mark Strong with hair because it looked so weird. <laughs> it looked awful. Yeah. It um, looked really bad. I just felt like he didn't fit this role at all. Like Mark Strong was a great like action guy and he does really cool roles and this one felt just like I felt like he was like a, a jigsaw piece trying to fit into a puzzle that didn't quite fit like we've got Mark Strong I was like I don't roll for him it's like just, just give him a roll we've got Mark Strong he wants to do this film and um, I think there was that scene where he yells at the guy to get out of his office and it's like nothing about this I believe like I yeah. felt like he was really forcing every single scene he was in um, so I would have liked to have someone else play that role but like I, Mark Strong's a great actor I just don't think the role was for him at all so let's talk about some of the scenes what is it? Tell us what stood out. What what were some good scenes that you really liked? Do you want me to start? Yes, Heath, I do. <laughs> well, I'm obviously you know a big war film fan, so the battle scenes were awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the battle they scenes were, were something fantastic. that were done really well in the film. Um, do you want me to yeah go yeah. through the yeah. ones that I I, well, um, I thought a lot of the sound during the battles was really good. They do it well where they kind of quieten and muffle the shouting around it, so the gunshots are really loud. They're kind of in your face. Um, quite a few headshot scenes were really great. I thought they were done really well. Um, the scene where Quinlan gets shot, he gets shot and the music just goes nuts and builds. I really enjoyed that scene. That was my bad scene. Yeah, me oh, I didn't like that. Oh, <laughs> me too. That that's it. That's oh. in my forgettable scenes. I thought that music was completely oh, I, not, not right for that All scene. right, well... I, I love that <laughs> scene. They tried to make it like it was this big thing. When he got shot, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't see this coming. He got shot, and then, like, a minute later, it's like, oh, he's fine. Like, uh, it's not even a big deal. Uh, maybe after that wasn't a good bit. I, I just love the shot and then the music. The music shot afterwards. I thought the music was loved. completely not the right tone. Like, uh, it was just. Yeah, and yeah good. Was. Okay, so. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, uh, and the, um, the sniper shot was awesome. I really like kind of the uh, the sniper shot in the film. You're saying he's loading the rifle, you hear the sound of the bullet going in the chamber, he's focusing, the music starts building, pulls the trigger. Colonel Sanders. And bang. Hit, bang. Yeah, I thought, I mean, <laughs> a sniper shot is a pretty kind of common um, scene in a war film, but you've still got to do it right, and I felt they did do it really well in this one. Yeah. To, to your point, I liked, um, and these are probably more scenes than a scene that I really yeah. enjoyed during the battle scenes where 
um, their reactions that they had after that first um, first battle. Because obviously you've got all these war virgins they have never yeah. been there before. Um, and like when the guy gets like cut on the face and he's like hysterical. Yeah. Like he's like, I've been shot, I've been shot. And it's like, no, no, you just got cut on the face. And like they all think that all these bad things are happening when it's not that bad. But at the end of it, they, they just that realization that, oh my God, this is real. Yeah. Like we're literally getting shot at. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And just that, um, them sitting in the trenches just in silence was a really nice change of pace. It was only like 15 seconds, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed that. I thought they did that really well. Yeah, like with the talking about the action scenes, I th- yeah, I think like Heath said, the, there were some good body shots and some good explosions. And I thought the helicopter scene coming down with the blade spinning, yeah, I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Sort of showed that they had a bit of money to spend on this film. Um, the so probably the the action scene that stood out the most for me is when they're in that church and um, they ring the bell to say come on out. And I feel like that was some really good camera work there, um, like some good tracking shots. The camera was tilted, really shaky to sort of create that mood that no one knows mm-hmm. what on earth's going on. Um, Feel like going back to the start of the film, I, I did like the a few of the opening shots where you've got the it looked like the savannah. It sort of reminded me of the Lion King almost, where you've got the those trees isolated out in the middle of nowhere. But then I felt like they did that too much in the film almost. Like it kept going back every morning. You just see these shots of serenity sort of thing. And I get I know they were trying to create that you know horrible war sort of situation, but I think they overused that a little bit. Um, I did, and the start as well, I feel like the overlay where they had the, the introduction of the Cold War with the with the, the globe going around um, with the text, it's like a good idea for, and you know, good for people that have little background knowledge on on why people are actually going to the Congo for these sorts of things. Um, I've got a couple more a couple more scenes that I thought were good. Um, mm. The start, the president, he's assassinated right yeah. at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked where they go, everything that is underneath the earth belongs to all our people. It does not belong to the Belgians, Americans, or you. And I really liked that, and I thought, oh, good, this film might take on this, you know, um, international intervention all that sort of stuff but I felt like that was it it was just like one was, one, yeah. Yeah, one fadeaway line so I did well, like that but all of a sudden the Irish army like they really glossed over that I thought um, that the Irish army is all of a sudden just helping out and I'm like why the Irish army I guess they were kind of this is their first war they were just trying to intervene and it was no big deal but I was I didn't quite understand why them and obviously it's a true story so there's a lot more to it Yeah, but I, th- I thought that was really glossed over I mean I still could follow everything but I didn't quite understand why them yeah and like they and I feel like, yeah, we spoke before, it was targeted for Irish. Like, I like the, the connection they kept making back to Ireland. Like, they had, um, you know, the Irish music, jig music in the background, um, a lot of connections to religion and church and those sorts of things. So I feel like it'd be really easy to connect to this. What a church. Yeah. You know, and and religion, when they were at the bar, the first thing he said was just, oh, I'll just have a Guinness, thanks. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, good. Um, and one last thing that I really liked was... Um, Jamie goes into that house to make that phone call back to his um, wife and it's that chick he saw from the bar that yeah. said, you know, no one's going to like you. And I really liked that um, she's like, oh, my husband, you know, had uranium poisoning. Um, it's the same uranium that was used on the, the bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a cool fact. So I looked yeah. it up and yeah, it was true. So true. I, th- I thought that was really cool. I was like, I need to look this up. Um, and I did and yeah, no, it was true. So I liked that. that was About that scene, cool. he says on the phone to his wife, this is the only quote that I wrote down, I think. It's hard to know what's going on here. There are a lot of unknowns. And as an audience member, that's exactly how I felt yeah. at that time. I was like, what, what are you guys doing here? What's happening? Well, he doesn't know. Yeah, that's what made me feel good. I'm like, oh, at least I'm on the same page as the lead character. <laughs> any, any, anything to tell us more? I've got a like. few more scenes, unless MJ, you want to jump in? Um, no, I might, I might wrap up the scene stuff at the end here with a bit of a summary. So you go. I, um, I, I, I like the... Uh, the bar scene where you've got Jamie and the uh, the leader of kind of the French 
mercenaries. Yeah, we'll just call him the French dude. Yeah. His <laughs> name his name's Forks, but I'm not sure if they ever told you that in the film, but mm. we'll call him the uh, the French waiter. I like when they sat down, he's offering the cognac, they're exchanging the barbs, you know, thinking about the um the German tactics invading and I um, also like the there was a line in there where he asked Jamie to follow all orders and Jamie just nods, I'm a soldier, it's how it's done. It's a good line. <laughs> I, I like I like that line. Um, I, I, also, I also like the uh, the scene at the end, which I think MJ you mentioned before, with kind of the salute um, to Jamie. It, it's a pretty cliched scene, but I mean, it was kind of. You know, I think it was it was the way that they showed at the start how a lot of the guys weren't really confident in in Jamie because you know obviously he'd never been in the war. I think they saw him as a bit soft. They weren't really kind of behind him and questioned if he should have been the leader. And then to show him that respect at the end, um, I, I really like that scene. I thought it yeah, that's, that's, a, well. that's a good point. They, um, the, the scene with the, the French guy in the bar, I really, I really enjoyed that scene as well. Mm-hmm. At that point, I didn't know who, who the enemy was, and I didn't know who they were going to be fighting. When I saw a French guy there chatting, I was like, I, this, this guy just felt like a, like a wily kind of mm-hmm. war veteran. And then when we saw, saw him on the battlefield, I was like, hang on, do you just like have a beer with your enemy? Is that, is that how it works here? Like, I didn't, I yeah. didn't realize that was a thing. Like, it, I mean, it, it caught me off guard. I say, yeah, it, it kind of felt like. I guess they weren't kind of two countries fighting against each other. Like these mercenaries were, were yeah, yeah. these mercenaries were hired to come in and take it. These guys are UN peacekeepers <laughs> that came, came in, so they're not real like they're not. I guess they're only enemies because they've been hired. Like I, I feel like to fight each other. Bar scene as well. They hadn't had that because um, after that we saw like the scene where he's going across the bridge and all the soldiers out. I don't think they had that message to attack yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the moment they're just yeah. kind of like a bunch of guys that they know. How. At some point we might need a fight, yeah. but you know we haven't engaged yet. We're just. Bunch of guys. I mean, you can tell like it's like the tone of the scene. There's all everyone's kind of enemies, bit, yeah. Yeah. but it didn't bother me. I like. Yeah. I, I, so I really liked that scene. Yeah. I quite liked that character too. Mm. Um, the thing that got me with the film in general. Oh, hello. <laughs> We're ringing. That's good. Joy answered. I don't even. It's an unknown number as well. Oh my god! Um, the the thing that got me, and I think this is, I guess, talking about the scenes, but also just talking about the film in general that really bothered me was um, there's three battle scenes, right? Every battle scene to me just felt the same. Like they were attacked, nothing really important happened. No one from the Irish army got killed, uh, and then they held them off for a little bit, and then the other guys retreated. And that was the film. The crux of the film for me was that happening again and again and again. By the end of it, I'm like, are we just doing this again? And that that was what got me. And I think that gets to the point where, and this is probably my the, the way I see this film as it was obviously a really important battle in um, in, in, the, in the context of yeah of, mm. of, of everything else going on I just don't think it translated into a film I, I think that it was a really cool story that would have worked really nice as a 45 minute documentary telling you what happened yep. but when you're trying to build an, an emotional narrative around it it didn't work and and that was what got me I just felt like I'm just watching this stuff that's happening that I didn't know anything about they didn't make me care about it enough um, and that's probably my biggest gripe with the film. It was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks for showing me that, but it's not going to stick with me. I don't know. Did you feel that way at all? Oh, does that mean we're heading into things we didn't like about the film? No, this is, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess yeah. I, I sort of branched out, but, um, I, I, I feel that and I, I get that. And I think that last, and I was going to talk about this a bit later, but I feel like the last one I sort of thought, Hey, maybe they're not going to get out of this. I, the last one I felt that, but then yeah, I, I get what, you, what you're saying that 
it was. I, I didn't know before the film that they all got out at the end. No, neither, neither did I. Yeah. But I also not wasn't too fast. And that was another thing. I didn't know what their options were. Yeah, they yeah. kept fighting, right? And I'm like, so what? What? What is the option? What are they hoping for? Obviously, they want more truth. So it's not yeah, like they the, the, they What's the way out? Like, and that's and then when they surrendered, I was like, oh, that's that's not a bad result. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was an option. Like, yeah. that's that's a good result. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that was a thing, kind of after the. I think it was after I can't remember after the first or second battle where the French leader comes up to him and says, "You know, you're, you're outnumbered. Yeah, I'll accept your surrender." And Jamie says, "You know, you're not recognised to accept yeah, surrender. Yeah. It's like I can't do it." And then I guess it kind of changes when it yeah, goes, got me. I'm like, "Oh well, he yeah. can't accept surrender." And, and, right and, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> "We're out of bullets. Yeah. They're destroying us now. Uh, you know, it's either surrender or, or we're killed." Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad he did it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I didn't quite know what the. I, d- I thought that was pretty cool when they were out of bullets <coughs> and they used all the shells to create that explosion. That was pretty cool. That was cool. That, that was cool. Mm. That was pretty cool. All right. This, it reminded me of, and this is going to be controversial because this was obviously an Oscar nominated film, but the, when I watched The Founder, it felt like, cool, this is a cool story that I wouldn't mind reading a feature article of, but it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't translate yeah. to being a movie. It was just this interesting story that happened, but you, you never engage, you never get the stake. And that's, that's what got me with this film as well. Cool story, but it didn't need to be a, an hour and a half film. Well, all right, I'm going to start talking about some things that uh, really got to me a little bit. So the, the conclusion of the film right at the end, um, uh, I don't know, I've heard this multiple times, but voiceovers are like the lazy way out in filmmaking. That came out of nowhere, didn't it? There was no other voiceovers in the film, was it? No, oh, yeah. not that I think of. So then right no. at the end, you've got this montage of them being captured, locked away, yeah. and then released. I just thought that was really lazy. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't even need a voiceover. To, you could have just had those visuals with, with the soundtrack, and then you'd know what's going you know on. You didn't getting locked away. Yeah. You know that they're coming out. Yeah, true. Didn't need to be specifically saying, this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened. That's right. Oh, so that really got to me. Um, and the throughout the film, the... The emphasis on the soldiers not knowing what they're doing really started to get to me. I thought, you know, you can make a couple of mentions about it, but like, you know, the snake in that trench, that scene, like, I was like, that was not needed. Like, we get it. These guys, like we spoke before about the the greys across his face. We get that they're freaking out. But the snake in it, I was just like, oh, come on. That also gave you a chance to show Jamie Dorn as a bit of a boss. Just roll in there and grab the snake. (laughs) So Jamie. Oh, there you go. We do have a bit of character development. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we spoke briefly before, any scene with Jamie and his wife, I thought it was, you know, that, that dancing scene in the lounge room with that stupid Cupid sort of love song over the they, top. They, that was the only attempt they had at creating a backstory and something for you to care about with him. Yep. Um, and it, it was just like, okay, yeah. what are you trying to tell me? Um, and that, we, someone mentioned it before, your war virgins. I thought that was like, and then there was this quick cut to this really young looking guy to be like, oh, here we go. It's really obvious. You're really young. You've got no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's like not needed. Like whoever wrote that dialogue need, needs, a bit of, needs a bit of work. I forgot that was in the film because I wrote it here and I'm like, oh, that was clever of me to think of that. But obviously, <laughs> obviously I got it from the film. <laughs> Another thing that really griped me throughout was some, like you'd get the text on the screen that would tell you the location where it is. Yep. But then sometimes you wouldn't. So like some scenes would be like, we're in New York. And then the next one, we're in Congo, we're wherever we are. And then some scenes I'm like, hang on, where the hell are we? Because... I was confused. Yeah, okay, that's bad. I didn't notice that. That really got to me. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but they should have kept that consistent. Like, keep consistent going throughout the whole film because they were chopping and changing. They were, yeah. A lot of the locations. Um, And then, like, about the 15 15 minutes in, there was this CGI shot of New York, of what New York looked like in the 60s. It looked like New York City today. Like, I was like, there's not much difference. They spent all their money on the chopper getting 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 blown up at the end. Anyone else? I've got heaps more. So someone else, give me, give some some airtime to you guys. What didn't you like about it? I kind of 
I kind of already. Did you have anything you didn't? I know you realize films. So I know uh, you're. Oh look, um, the, the 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 big one I wrote was Mark Strong's head. <laughs> it was awful. Um, and just I guess as as a a general, obviously I, I thought I I, said, I I really like this movie. The battle scenes were amazing. Apart from the two other scenes I said at the end, every other non-battle scene was a bit meh for me. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, that is. What are the um also the stuff when Jamie when they're at the siege and Jamie's on the phone with Bruce Bolton <laughs> and a lot of and even Mark Strong and what are their arguments and shouting? I guess it's because I contrast that to all the other war movies that I've watched and it just sounded like kind of nothing like any other war movie about how they spoke to each other and all that kind of thing and I, I just didn't really like I've got those that interactions I've got that phone call down it's like it was really soap opera because yeah. like, he's like tell me what I'm supposed to do yeah. I, was, I was like almost it laughing just, I was like <laughs> I, I, I watch a lot, of, a lot of war movies it just didn't feel real the, yeah. the, their their exchanges so seems like that yeah and I think weren't. it's got to do with the fact that there just wasn't enough in this story to make mm-hmm. it a feature film yeah and they had to really reach to get there yeah um you know the, and there was just like little like the dialogue like you're talking about like some of the dialogue was just there was this scene where the soldier's like oh I'm really scared and then and Jamie's sitting there going oh you know it's only natural to feel this scared and then it's like you know oh I was scared but you know now I like it it's like you don't need to tell us that. Like, like killing people. Yeah, like, that's like, you know. But then that leads into a good one from Jamie after that or something, where, where I think where he says it to, to Jamie, he's like, I think he says, you know, it's only natural or something like that. He's like, but you didn't. Like, to Jamie, like, I think it's another call out to, you know, these guys realise that Jamie... Rest, everyone reacts differently to yeah, yeah, killing them. Yeah, but I think the soldiers are kind of like, you know, still even they're doing this, that Jamie doesn't like killing, and it's kind of like, you know, that that's still kind of um, the, the guessing of him, I guess, that, so, you know, oh, we, we can see that you still don't like killing people. Yeah. And we're in a war with you, and you still don't like it. And and then there's, like, another scene, one of the scenes where the French backed off, and then, like, it's really obvious why they'd backed off, and then Jamie's like... We didn't do that. I was like, yeah, that's obvious that you yeah. didn't do that. You don't need to tell us you didn't do right. that. It wasn't, it wasn't you guys that did it. The, the, the planes are coming. Yeah. Yeah. So back out of the way. Um, there was another scene where there was, um, they were um, in that truck and they're on their way. They need to start and they're on their way to Jadaville. And um, there's like this road sign that says, you know, um, so many kilometers away to, to Jadaville. And then like, um, you know, <laughs> on the screen pops up the text. Now at Jadersville. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, we get that. I just fast forward with it and then we're there. Um, hey, you're annoyed that they weren't telling you where we were all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> then that scene they did, and I was like, oh my God. Um, my product placement update, there was, a, there was a couple of times where Pepsi Cola was um, was put around the, the shops in that little town yeah, that they were in. I um, yeah. thought that was, you know, I was like, yeah, right, yeah, we really need that. Do you really want your product being spruiked in like a war-torn country in the 60s like are you probably paying not. money for that 1961 Congo yeah um, another scene that really got me was um, Jamie was like really upset and he goes back to his quarters and then the, sh- the camera looks on the bed and there's like this pile of all these books on war and it's like oh you know um all this information he's obviously sitting there reading and it's like you know really obvious that he's, they're telling us again he's got no idea what he's doing because he's reading books on how to how to be in but war. they always reference it he they liked, mentioned that he knew he, had, he was very he knew everything about yeah. like every war yeah he'd read every book on war that was <clears> or <throat> something one of the soldiers says in the early bar scene because I think they're, they're he called him something like a, a soldier's talking about him and he called him something and someone said to him hey He's read every single book on every yeah. single book on yeah. war there is. Reading books on war doesn't make you like a good soldier, and I just felt like that's no, another mean. example of them. He was trying. <laughs> <laughs> good on him. Good on him. Um, yeah, the 
<laughs> there was like the, the when the UN secretary general gets on that plane to like okay. go to the Congo I was like this looks like Thunderbirds like the little plane it looks like, <laughs> like, like this little like model sort of plane which was and that must have been really big news at the time yeah it would have been like, yeah UN secretary getting yeah. bombed out of the sky yeah apparently though I like so. I looked up um, a little bit of stats apparently the uh, information and apparently that chronologically didn't happen in that order oh, okay. it wasn't exactly like in that okay. timing yeah. but and you don't reckon he fired Mark Strong's character whilst he was <laughs> there on the air. Air. Yeah. I don't think that happened um, and then the last thing I was the, at the end when um, Mark Strong and Bruce Bolton are standing there and Jamie goes up and whacks him in the face and then they're like oh I think you deserve that because but you know Jamie doesn't understand how the world works it's like oh gross like it's a good punch though it was a, it was a great punch you can get him caught Marshall for that yeah <laughs> well thanks for telling us that all right, so he, deserved a punch in he did deserve a punch in the he face. Really did. What What were some of the themes or some of the ideas in this film? Fighting for survival against the odds. Yeah, so just... yeah, David sort of versus Goliath. Yeah. It's like overcoming odds, the small yeah. guy overcoming the big guy. Yep. I think it was also the perspective of like the big wigs versus the soldiers on the ground. Yeah. These are the guys who are literally in the trenches yeah. versus the guys who are in office telling them what they can and can't do. Um, there was a nice perspective on that and critique on that. Yeah. In, in a war situation. Yeah. And I think, like, it speaks a little bit about the reality of war as well, like... Um, the reality of war. Reality of that war. That feels like a year 12 essay. Sort of does, doesn't <laughs> it? It's like, you know, there, there's violence, like, even though no one actually dies and it reflects real life, it sort of, you know, shows you the youth and the no preparation and, mm. you know, coming out... how scared of, they are and... Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. It's nuts, like, you've got this thing in your hand that if you do the right thing, someone else dies, like, it's crazy. But I also think, on the other hand, like, they sort of um, have this idea of you know loyalty friendship brotherhood especially amongst the the irish soldiers which and, grew that, that yeah. wasn't there at the start and I, I think it would have played well with irish audiences because mm. there's a lot of patriotism and nationalism about you know we're yeah. doing this for our country even though they go home and get no reception it's like they're trying to build up that well that's why i reckon they might have glossed over some of those facts at the start about why the irish army was all of a sudden there because if you're targeting an irish audience they're like yeah this is our story we know this you don't need to tell us everything yeah, so, yeah that's kind of what yeah. i was thinking yeah True. Um, I spoke briefly before. I think like they could have gone with colonialization and you know all these um, powers taking over African countries, those Asian countries, those sorts of things. But I think you know it was a weak attempt at addressing that. I think um, because they've got this underlying Cold War tension throughout the whole film and, and political advancement and those sorts of things. Um, and you know the the veterans returning maybe it sort of connects with people with ideas of Vietnam as well how people are coming back and and sort of you know getting that reception that no one really you know mm. appreciated the work that they actually did. Um, last one. So what uh, what does it mean to be a hero as well? So was Jamie a hero? Do you reckon? Yes. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Even though like he held that siege. Yeah, I think and protected all those guys yeah. or he. He went all those guys. He got them all home safely. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, the film was trying to pump up the whole way. This guy can be a hero, even though he may not have experience, may not have the full idea about what's a going on. what he's doing. Yeah. But, and he'll be remembered as a guy that surrendered at war, but he's still a hero. Still a hero. Still, yeah, yeah. Still a hero. Because he's still, he's still got all those men yeah. out there without any casualties. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No Irish troop died in that, so... I thought Jamie Dorn was really good. I don't know if we gloss over that. I actually thought he he, he, he commanded great. presence on the screen. Yeah. And when he wasn't in a scene, I lost interest. Yeah. He nice. did what he could with the dialogue that he was given. Yeah. yeah. I thought he really stood out. I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was really good. So what, what do we take out of the film? Like, what was good about it? What was bad about it? Heat up, go. You, I know you want to talk about this. Oh, I mean, I think we, we kind of spoke about it in all the scenes. For me, um, the battle scenes were great. The non-battle scenes were a bit weak. Yep. 
is would, would you nice have seen, simple for me. Would you have like, because obviously being a, a big war man yourself, war film man, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go. Just <laughs> um, would you have liked to have seen this in the cinemas? Yes. You would have, yeah. For the battle scenes, for the gunfire sounds, all that kind of the, all the music in the battle and stuff. Yeah, would have yeah, liked I reckon this, the, the sound film. in a cinema for this probably would have would added to it, yeah. So if you're, yeah. would, would, if you had five films lined up, right, to, you know, you want to go to the movies on Saturday night and you had like, Superhero blockbuster, new one now, big drama film, war film, comedy, and what else do you, and so horror film. Would war be the first one you would choose? Obviously, you don't, you don't go to the movies as much as yeah. you would watch on home, and you got one, you got to choose one of them. Is a war film that big for you, is what I'm trying to say. Um, well, obviously, it depends on the movie. If you got a kind of a thriller there. Yeah, you don't know a heap about any of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably seeing the thriller first. Okay. And then the war is probably second. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'm just trying to get a context yep. of how big war films are. Yeah, I love them. Um, you know, I, I agree with Heath. I think the action sequences were really well done. Um, but sort of a middle-of-the-road film. Like, it, it wasn't excellent, but it wasn't horrible. And I think a lot of that comes down to the, the story itself and, and how well you can tell that story with there not being enough to really talk about. So, Which is why I think they had three battle scenes in there because it's like, well, this is all we got. Like, mm. And that's why you probably didn't like the other scenes because... Yeah. Just wasn't enough of a story there to really tell. Yeah, I think it was informative. So, like, if you're interested, in, yeah, if you're interested in learning a little bit about history and Cold War and those sorts of things, I think yeah, it's exactly, a, yeah. a good film to learn a little bit about as well. Yeah, it'd be a great movie to watch at school if you were doing history. <laughs> mm. oh, Definitely. Yeah. Well, what was at school? <laughs> um, IMDb. Um, I jumped on for Bruce Bolton. <laughs> really? Well, well, I we, see what else he was in, or well, just to see his name because oh, it he, he comes on screen and I'm like, oh, it's Bruce Bolton. What's his name? Because I've, I've seen him in a few. Th- obviously, we're talking about the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've seen a couple. I've seen him in a couple of things since Game of Thrones. And every yeah. time he's on screen, oh, it's Bruce Bolton. I'm like, I wonder what his actual name he is. He has been in a ton of things since Game of Thrones. He has f- for like a like the seventh or eighth lead. Yeah. Like he's just in it. But but for me, his name is just always in my head. I'm always like, oh, it's Bruce Bolton. I'm like, that's not his real name. So what is his real name? What is his name? Michael McElhatton. Oh god, that doesn't even ring a bell. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's Roos for me. It's, yeah, I feel like he's still Roos, but I thought, you know what, let's actually see what this guy's name is because, yeah, he's been in a lot. He's certainly cashing mm. in at the moment now with getting, well, small roles, yeah. but getting what he can. What did you jump on for him, Jeff? Mine was, like there was said, there was no bloody actors in this film, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I didn't recognise anyone. Mine, as I said, I, I looked at Mark Strong after the film just to see, see with him. Because I'm like, what does he look like with hair? Because it looked really weird. And I've seen, there is some roles where he's had hair and, he looks more normal than he did with this. He looked awful. Oh, it would awful. Bad. It would bad. I, I got on um, The Sniper. I was like, I've seen that sniper somewhere. I looked him up. His name's Sam Keeley. Um, I was like, I was crying. I'm like, I can't work out what I saw him in. Um, and I got through and I was like, he was in Burnt with Bradley Cooper, oh, yeah. the cooking film. That's a good um, film. Yeah. And so that was, I was like, oh, I looked at some um, shots from that film. Like, yeah. oh, I remember him now. He's like the chef in that. So I, okay. When I, I get just another one, I, when I actually saw him, I looked up because I thought he looked like the dude from the Hunger Games. Ah. The he's not in the first one. This I, mean, I can't remember what character he plays in the Hunger Games. Now he, he's like the in like the second or third movie. I think I know who you're talking about. I thought, I thought he looked like him, and I was like, oh no, wait, that's not him. But yeah, actually, I thought he looked like him. I can't even remember what he looks like. I'm looking it up now. Bill Sam Keeley, you said. Yeah, yeah, Sam Keeley. Yeah, he's definitely Burns. Is is he in Hunger Games? Heather? No, he's not. Oh, he's but not. he looked like a guy who was. I thought. Yeah. So, have you guys got any questions that you'd like to ask? I've got a couple of questions. Um, I'm good. good. You're yeah. good. All right. So um, far away. So one thing that really got to me was this is a story about Africa and an African community. 
but I feel like it was completely whitewashed. Like, um, we didn't hear what the locals were actually thinking. We didn't hear, you know, all we saw the was shots of dead black bodies on the on the field sort of thing. And the enemies, they were really faceless. We didn't really get to meet any of those characters, so we didn't really care when they were being shot. That's the thing. I think they glossed over the fact that a lot of them died. Yeah, <laughs> like, a lot of them died. It's also, it's because like, it's made like, for, the, for, for, for Ireland. Like, they don't care. But you, you okay. make a good point because after upon reading afterwards, there was a lot of talk about the fact that the locals were really against the UN coming in and um, yeah. and putting their stamp on it. So, but they didn't really. They kind of mentioned it like once. That there might have been that lady, yeah, um, whose house he went to. Might have, someone said something like, "Oh, you know, you're not you're not really yeah, welcome." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was I was just like, you know, it would have been <laughs> nice to even follow one of those those guys, and it probably would have been. You know, the movie would have been more impactful if you had known or grown to know one of the people in the opposition and they died or something like that. Like, I don't know, I just felt like it was just a very white story. Like, it was just like, yeah. we're Irish, we're awesome, this is what we did. Even though they killed a lot of people themselves. None of them died, but they killed a lot of people. That's um, a very good point. So, another question. So, we briefly spoke about this, writing a historical wrong. So, um, the soldiers we spoke about, they weren't recognized until 2005. So 1961 to 2005. Okay, so it's a, it's a big difference. So, um, you know, I, I feel like that, that's a lot of them would have been dead. Mm, exactly. And yeah. that, I guess that's the, the horrible sort of thing about some conflicts is that, um, people don't get recognized for the work that they do. Um, just because, you know, general populations build up this, this idea about they're doing, doing the wrong thing or, or they don't even get told the real story. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so do we think the people actually wanted to be protected? Did they need to be protected? Well, I think there's a sense that they didn't, to be honest. Well, they didn't want to be protected. Want to. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if the mercenaries were coming in there, so I guess like they needed to. What happened afterwards? Obviously the, these guys, um, surrendered and then left. Yeah. Then what happened? It's a good question. I feel, <laughs> I feel you like... Know, I, you I don't know where they need to be protected on. No, no, it was on the... took the town. No, 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 it was on the credits at the end and I wrote it down somewhere. Um, no, I don't actually know. No, no, it said... Because that, that guy, the he um, fled he the did, Congo. He left, left, he left the Congo he, he and got, then he died. Um, he got found guilty yep. because he didn't turn up to trial. Yep. And then he died... Is that the French? In another country. No, the French um, man. No, the, the, the Congo dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tombe or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the president fled and he was convicted of treason. He died of a heart attack while under house arrest in Algeria in 1969. Um, and it says the UN troops succeeded in 1963. Um, and the French guy went on to become one of France's most honoured soldiers. That's well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I guess the film doesn't really care about that. It's just about the yeah, actual that's siege. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, the film just focuses on the siege and... Yeah. What did you think? What did you guys think about the the diplomacy sort of the the dialogue between the the characters that weren't actually on the field fighting? Was it? A, I thought it was an overkill. I so like, like your Mark Strong, Mark Strongs, and, and your UN Bruce Boltons, yeah. and all the UN guys. Like I feel like it was there's a lot of heavy dialogue. A bit there. too much. Yeah, for me, yeah. probably didn't need to be there to tell the story. Mm. I don't even know what whether I just tuned out a little bit or I just didn't, I didn't take anything out of it. It didn't help me mm. progress the narrative. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Any, anything else we want to ask, talk about before we sum up? Um, Not for me, no. no. Right. So, so let's, uh, let's go around the table and let's work out our ratings, what we give the film out of five stars on Flix Forum. MJ, go for it. All right. It was, um, it was a pretty meh kind of film. 
I think that's the first time we've had men on this podcast. <laughs> I think it's the best way to sum it up. I didn't really feel the stakes, which is crazy in a war film. Um, and I could barely, as I said, tell you any of the characters' names. But that aside, it was quite well shot. And I actually think it captured the story well. The problem being the story didn't really lend itself um, to a cinematic release. But I gave it two and a half stars. And I would say that Jamie Dorn is probably responsible for one of those stars himself. Mm, good. Good. Hey, Doc. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Um, the non-battle scenes weren't great, but I thought the battle scenes were fantastic and they made up for that. As MJ said, Jamie Dornan, I thought was fantastic. Um, the movie, it's not Saving Private Ryan, it's not Black Hawk Down, but it's a pretty solid war film. I given it three and a half out of five. Cool. So I, I thought it was an informative film. I mentioned that before. Um, and I liked quite a lot of the action. I thought the action was good. I... The la- until about the last 15 minutes I still didn't know where it was going to go I, I didn't know whether they were all going to die I didn't know that's good that's yeah. a good thing. so I, mm. I felt like that sort of bumped it up a little bit for me because that sort of held me till the end um, so I'm giving it a two and a half out of five as well so let's add that up quickly Hater what, is, what does that give us as an average average is out to a 2.83 out of five okay it's, it's above halfway so it's, it's about average yeah. so it's mm. not too bad at all um as usual, we've got a social media question we're going to have out there this week. This this one was a bit tricky to put together. I, I didn't really... You're not confident every time. Every yeah. time you say, like, I'm not sure about this one, every time you uh, This one, not really. It's it's literally... So, is the UN a relevant body today still? Oh, okay. So, is it is it something that we <laughs> still need in the world today? Yeah, I've we're gone on... serious. <laughs> surely. surely we do. What do we, what, if I had to say now, what, do, what does the UN do? What are they working on today? Oh, don't they just make sure that the world's <laughs> ticking around and keeping it at, at peace as much as possible? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because they do do a lot of like good humanitarian work, but like in a, a physical sort of uh, war sense, what do they do? So that's what we want to know. I want to know what you guys think because I don't know if this movie made them out to be like a, a body that actually needs to be there. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. So as usual, um, we have social media and we love our social media. We've getting some good feedback on there. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Flix Forum. All three. All three. Um, we're obviously on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to listen to our podcast, download it, subscribe. Probably give us, to it now by yeah, True, one of those channels. Um, hit the subscribe button. The more subscribers, the better for us. Our film next week is a 2016 mockumentary, Mascots. It's directed by Christopher Guest. It's got a, a pretty good cast here. So it's starring Jane Lynch, Parker Posey, Fred Willard, Ed Begley Jr., Christopher Moynihan, Don Lake, Zach Woods, Chris O'Dowd, Bob Balaban, and Jennifer Coolidge. So, um, mockumentary. Mockumentary. We're looking forward to having a chat about this one. So take the time, watch the film, let us know what you think beforehand. Um, maybe we can include some uh, some feedback on the podcast. As yeah, usual, sure. so so good to catch up again. Um, yes, always. Always. Yeah, That's part of my was great. And I think it. I think we've got a good stat about our ratings for these ones. This heater, this is probably the highest above our ones that you've given oh yeah is it? I, I, feel you, like, you personally. I feel like you personally oh uh, okay um so what, what movie is this Siege of J <laughs> no sorry what, what number, what number? <laughs> <laughs> it's like have you just spaced <laughs> out completely no, what, what, what number was <laughs> it 13. 13. 13 so I think this is the second of the 13 movies that I've given a higher rating than MJ yep not sure about you Jesse it's probably about the same so, but yeah. it's the first one that you've given a higher than both of us I feel like that. Well, like you've that. given the highest rating. Probably the first time I've given the highest rating. Yeah. yeah. So breaking ground on this. Podcast. I think it's probably a new theme. I think this is the second week in a row. I've given three and a half. He's going to start giving big scores in a row. from now on. Mascots next week. I got a good feeling about this. Oh, the movie's getting good. good so here we go. Comedy coming along. So <laughs> the movies are getting good. <laughs>
Good again. All right. We will see you guys all next week. Cheers, boys. Bye-bye. Bye.